It's Tuesday, October 2nd, 2018. I'm Herbie Newell, and this is the Defender Podcast, a daily encouragement to mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This daily podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. Well, almost a month ago now, our team had the opportunity to travel to China and specifically to the Ningxia Hui Autonomous Region. And we actually did a podcast from uh, Ningxia talking about the training that was happening uh, in Ningxia that Lifeline was was grateful to be a partner of in partnership with Bethany Christian Services and the CCCWA in China. And so we brought Carla Thrasher, our China program director, in to just talk a little bit more specifically about this training, really what this training means for adoption, what this training means for the ongoing services and care of children and caregivers and social workers in the country of China. And so, Carla, I guess first, just give us a little bit of, of perspective on kind of the last year in China, some of the changes we've seen uh, that really lead for this to even be an impactful, such an impactful thing. Yeah, thanks, Herbie. So the past year, 2017, up until about mid-2018, China has really seen a lot of challenges. One of the challenges being some new laws, which actually prohibited um Lifeline and other agencies from being on the ground in China. So to even receive an invitation where we were able to travel to China was very exciting for our team. Um, Just coupled with a renewed interest on the China side in having agencies on the ground and just um, the interest that they were showing in wanting um, the training that we're going to talk about in just a few minutes and just the care that they always want to ensure that the children are getting was very exciting to us. Yeah, and I think just the the opportunity in any type of environment to be invited by the central authority to come in and partner with them on such an important opportunity. And so I guess if you could just talk about the opportunity, what what, what this opportunity really was and why, why it draws so much excitement. So like Herbie said, this was an invitation from the central authority. So the CCCWA specifically looking at a handful of agencies that they wanted to come to China to participate in this training. And this training actually, this this last year, is, was part of a three-year training that the CCCWA had put together really to strengthen the role of the profession of social work in China and really um, to train social workers, to bring them up to date on knowledge and just implementation of different programmatic things that were really going to help impact the care of children in China. Yeah, and so I know that even as this opportunity came about, there was a lot of preparation that went into it. Uh, I know one of the things that that the Chinese Central Authority, CCCWA, as well as a professor who's been working on this over the last several years, asked for was that we bring over professionals and we bring over folks that can speak into it from a... Uh, an upper macro level as well. And so talk a little bit more about the preparation that went into uh, all this training. So we were given probably about two months notice, which actually turned out to be the perfect amount of time. Um, it, it, it enabled us to just really jump right in, um, get our ducks in a row and just really get things ready. And just that excitement really carried us through. 
um, all the preparation time. So very thankfully, Lifeline is so well connected um, just on the expert side that we had several options of people that would able to be a part of this team. Um, we decided on Angela Maines, who is a member of our, our team here at Lifeline, and also Ann Mara Hinton, who is a new member of the Lifeline staff. Both just excellent communicators, very well versed in their, in their unique, um, just their unique facets of, of child development and brain neuroscience and trauma and all of those things that went into the training that we did. Um, at the same time, there were logistical things. We had to actually translate our materials into Chinese. We had so much help on that from our team. Um, and then Josh and Herbie being able to, to accompany our team just in an official capacity um, to represent us well with government officials and just the directors and the CCCWA from the relationship side, which is also just a, a very big component of this training. So we were able to actually pull all that together. We felt really good about our material. We wanted to be relational above all. We wanted the social workers that we were training to feel valued. Um, we wanted um, to spend, be able to spend time with them, really showing them the, the practical side, not just lecture, not just um, written word or, or PowerPoints, but we really wanted a lot of hands-on time with some really good activities. and. We actually were able to implement that well. We had some really good times. I think we developed long, long-term long friendships with the social workers that we were able to train um, and the government officials that were there participated, which made it even more fun. And I think we came away with just a really good understanding, not only obviously about what we were teaching and training, but really culturally, the, the things that they brought to the table were very interesting for our team to learn. And so I know that this was a special, as you've talked about, the relationships that we have mm-hmm. built uh, in Yinchuan and uh, Ningxia, because when there were partnerships and direct one-on-one relationships, we worked so closely with uh, Yinchuan and with uh, the team there and have seen, uh, like you said, D- Director Du be able to come and, and spend time in the States with uh, our team through camps and everything. So uh, just a just a, such a special relationship, but talk a little bit about why it was special for us to be able to get to go into this orphanage. As Herbie mentioned, Yin Chuan has just been one of our long-term partners. Even when the partnerships officially ended on the China side, we have maintained um, contact within the parameters that we were able to with Yin Chuan and um, just really think a lot of this orphanage, of Director Du, of the staff that he has there. We've had so many amazing kids um, come out of Yin Chuan and Ning Sha and just um, the family support even that we received um, in the excitement of this conference was, was really encouraging to us. Um, we feel that Yin Chuan just has a really um, dedicated staff and Director Du himself is just very dedicated to the children there. Um, as a matter of fact, while we were there, he received an award for being one of the, the top 10, I can't remember exactly what it was, but one of the top 10 most helpful people in the province. And if you know him, you know that's true by watching him interact with his staff and the kids there. Yeah, and then let's, so let's talk about what it actually looked like mm-hmm. on the ground, kind of the outcomes per se. Uh, talk about the interaction with the social workers, mm-hmm. what the days look like, and what, what did the actual 
trip look like from your perspective in, in training these social workers? So the actual training was a two-week-long training. Um, Bethany, who was our partner in the training, went first. Um, and their training was, was really kind of centered around case management and following a child through um, their time in the orphanage. So maintaining files, updating files, case management, case planning, those types of things. And we are very grateful for the part that they played and for the information that they were able to share. Um, We stepped in for the second week and we just really took things a step further with really more how to care for the actual child. Just looking at and having the social workers there understand why children that have been in an institution or separated from primary caregivers, why they're different from a typical child and how to best um, best care for children that find themselves in that position. So like I said a little bit earlier, we concentrated on understanding child development. What does typical child development look like versus the development you see of children that are institutionalized? Um, understanding the brain and how children that have been institutionalized may use their brain differently than the children that we parent in our homes with primary caregivers. Um, We talked a lot about trauma and what trauma looked like and how it manifests itself in children um, that are institutionalized or in foster care. And really just kind of overarching, just the hope of the things that can be done for these kids and the training that's available um, to just help these kids realize their full potential, um, even given the circumstances that they're in. So kind of what a day looked like is we would train in the mornings from about eight to noon. Um, Then we'd break for lunch, and we still, even in breaking for lunch, we stayed with our group, and we would have lunch together, and that was really kind of our relational time. Um, We really just shared stories and culture and talked about our ministry here in the U.S. and, you know, learned a lot about the foods we were eating and just, um, you know, it was just a really kind of very comfortable time for us to be able to get to know each other and take our relationships a step further. Then we would train again in the afternoons, and the afternoons were a little bit more focused on practical, kind of hands-on type teaching. Uh, We did a lot of what would happen in this situation or what would happen in this situation. We had a lot of um, question-answer time. One day, we actually challenged them to put together case plans for four specific children. And to be honest, that was a very impactful day for me because I was really blown away by how well they were absorbing the information. Their case plans were incredible. Um, One of the case plans, I really even had a hard time critiquing because it was really that good. Um, So we were just really encouraged at how well um, they were taking in the information and able to really implement it in a practical way. I know that this training... It's an ongoing effort in China. And, yeah. and even like we've said, it started several years ago on a national level. Mm-hmm. This is the first time they've invited outsiders in to kind of participate in it. But really trying to put that that emphasis on social work as a profession inside China, especially for the welfare of children. Yeah. But let's talk really through how do we see this impacting mm. adoption in China? Like, So if I'm hearing this, and, and that's great. How does that impact adoption? And even more importantly, do we think that this could help improve domestic adoption options as well? Absolutely. So it's it's funny that you asked me that because even today we're already seeing kind of the effects. So um, in my email this morning, there were already 10 follow-up questions. So we shared our contact information with um, 
the 16 social workers that were there and really encourage them, like, let's keep these conversations going. Um, you guys let us know the, the issues you're facing or the cases you have, and we're happy to, to speak back into them. And we're sharing materials. We've actually offered to have more materials translated for them that we're going to keep feeding them over the next few months. Um, we even, as follow-up, are planning trips back. Um, and maybe even taking more professionals or more experts with us to share um, information in the grooves where they really need it as they're sharing information. So we're very excited about that. Um, I, we did have a lot of chance, a lot of opportunity to learn more about domestic adoption, which was really interesting um, for me. Um, and we were able to, to kind of help them look at those situations even with regard to having birth mothers in the picture and how they can, in caring for the child, also caring for birth parents um, and making sure those relationships stay intact in the hope of children being returned um, to families. And seeing it as far as impacting adoption, anytime you're able to care for children um, better, more excellently. China does an excellent job um, with, with the care that they provide children. So even taking that a step further, um, the impact or the benefit will be, first of all, to the child, just having better care. But secondly, as that child is spending time in an institution and people are aware of the big picture, that's going to benefit the adoptive family. Um, to have a child that um, somebody has cared for knowing about, about how their brain functions or knowing about how attachment is going to be so helpful um, as transition takes place to an adoptive family. Yeah, and I know that was one thing even in my time I was so impacted by is the questions they had about how to prepare families yes. for adoption. Mm -hmm. And it really, it, it was it was a little astonishing because of mm -hmm. how much scrutiny mm -hmm. the CCCWA does put, you know, rightful scrutiny mm -hmm. on international adoption but to see that there really were some good questions okay. and some things they hadn't thought through on the domestic level. Okay. And I, I really was encouraged about how we could help them both in training and preparing foster families, mm -hmm. as well as in training and preparing and screening okay. domestic adop adopted families. But I think really in closing, you know, we, we have to obviously talked a lot about the preparation of the social work, but I think we just need to remind people that China is still a very strong okay. option and there's still a huge need for inter-country adoption. Absolutely. And I think because regulations have changed, mm -hmm. because the NGO status, the lack of partnerships currently, it might make people feel like adoption in China is going backwards. Mm -hmm. But the truth of the matter is the same children that were there a year ago are still needing homes. And so just talk about that we still need families good families for these children in China. I'd love to talk about that. And first, I just want to say, too, that I think just seeing the CCCWA be so active in this conference and just all of the efforts that are being put into this training program as a whole just shows me that there is so much interest in caring for the children and just for wanting to have them prepared for whatever their, their walk is going to be in life, whatever their journey may look like. Um, as Herbie said, there are still so many amazing children that are available for intercountry adoption. The kids have not changed at all. Um, the regulations changed a bit, as we've talked about in, in a couple of other podcasts. Um, and we only see that as really the CCCWA becoming more involved 
in looking at this as a whole, just wanting to be sure that the children they are responsible for are coming to homes in the United States where they're going to be cared for well. Um, Timing-wise, we're still seeing China being a program where if you're open to adopting a boy or if you're open to adopting a child that may be a little bit older or a little bit more moderate medical need, you're still looking at at a 12-month process. Mm -hmm. Really, the only category of, of, of families that are waiting longer are the families that are interested in pursuing the very young girls with the very minor needs. Otherwise, we still see China as... Um, living up to its reputation as a very streamlined, very predictable process. Um, like I said, with just so many success stories of the kids that are being adopted. Oh. Well, Carla, just tell folks how they can get connected if they are interested in being a part of uh, or adopting from mm-hmm. China. And then also, we do believe that there could be opportunities that open up to bring others in to help with some of these trainings and even to help with some of these future trips. So how could people go ahead and maybe get on a list to say, I'd like to go to China? So go to our website and just um, go through the process there of inquiring about intercountry adoption. You're welcome to contact me, um, carla.thrasher at lifelinechild.org. Um, or just by calling us at our home office, 205-967-0811. Like Herbie said, we see China opening up in the next year or so, just opportunity-wise. We have been told um, that the CCCWA is considering opening some of the programs that were closed a year ago, so that's very exciting news. We also see, um, as a result of this program that we've participated in, having a chance to be on the ground in country again, um, and we really just encourage you guys, just be involved in any way you can with orphan care. It is an amazing experience um, to, to just to see different parts of the world and just to participate in orphan care. And I just real quickly, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that we're so grateful for the families that contributed towards helping us make this trip possible. It came up so quickly that we um, that we that we did um, ask for help and families participated in a lot of different ways. And we were just very encouraged by the interest that families showed in this program. Yeah. And so we we are just so grateful for all the opportunities that the Lord continues to open up. And what an exciting time it was to be a part of uh, what was happening in Yantuan, the first of its kind. Uh, we know there are other organizations that are participating in similar trainings in two other locations. And uh, also just a, a great time to be able to partner with Bethany Christian Services and our friend Chris Fossey there. And just really, really enjoyed meeting the civil affairs folks from Ningxia as as well as the team that had come in from Beijing, from the CCCWA, and just to see the that the joy on the faces of the social workers mm-hmm. as they had someone that had traveled so far, had prepared for so long uh, to come and just pour and equip them. Mm-hmm. And so our prayer is that not only would they have heard the information, but through the seeds that we planted, that, that a harvest would plant up in their heart uh, for the kingdom. And so we are grateful to the Lord for our opportunities in China and certainly would also ask that we be on our knees praying uh, for this country and for opportunities there. Well, thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. For more information or to connect with me, please visit HerbieNewell.com. To partner with Lifeline, visit LifelineChild.org. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at 
Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel to you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We will see you again tomorrow for the Defender Podcast.